Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. House. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz is away, so Ricardo Bohr. Has been has has joined us this morning and he'll do so till Friday and then next week we got Louis and Tony Kemp on the show. Uh, we're seventeen minutes away from nine and before we get over to Smithy, I just have to apologise. I've been misleading with our comp. So the competition we we pick a winner every single week. So Anton, you have a chance if Self Assured wins, you get a five uh, a zero point five percent share in Self Assured and and the winnings which potentially is 2,000. So we've picked three so far. So your three of you have got a chance. If South Shield wins, you win a part of the winnings. We're going to do a, uh, potentially about three or four more winners every Wednesday. So there you go. Make sure every Wednesday you tune in to that race, your name, and we are in the country, and you could be like Anton and be a part of the competition. Hell good. Giving you the chance. That's enough from me. I'm going to throw it over to Rick to intro our next guest. Yeah, thank you, uh, Izzy. It is 16 away from 9. Uh, this is uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, the home of nearly correct information about everything. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> but joining us is a, is a man who knows what he's doing, and he has coached uh, both the Matildas and the Football Ferns, as well as some time in charge of uh, the US women's team as well. That is Tom Samani. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Ricardo, I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, good mate. Thanks for getting up bright and early. I know it's only twenty to uh, twenty to seven over there in in Sydney where you are at the moment, mate. But uh, what was your reaction to the news? Uh, finally, getting to see a a bit of a series between uh, the Trans Tasman rivals. Well, absolutely delighted. You know, it's something that's uh, that's been missing for a while. Although, you know, we did play against uh, Australia in a, a little tournament in two thousand and nineteen, but before that, there had been very little, very few games between the teams and um, and in the past we used to play quite often so it's really good to actually see that connection come back again. Hey, it's great. I mean, we've got that connection in a lot of sports where we play Australia regularly uh, and, but it doesn't seem to happen in football. We'd love to see uh, more of that. Now, do you think they, they, there, there is room in the international calendar to make this a regular occurrence? Uh, there, there should be. You know, I think the challenge that we have with our football is that uh, these days because of the global uh, aspect our game is that most of the players are actually playing overseas so it's a long journey for for the actual players themselves but um, as I say I think you know this could be hopefully the start of perhaps really an annual event between the two teams and not just it's not just happening at senior level but uh, there's also a, a games going on at the under 20 level as well and I think that's important too because it's, it's really important that 
you know, we're, we're kind of a bit isolated down here. So we really need to have a greater connection between the two countries, and which will help both of us football-wise. Now you've uh, you've been watching, of course, uh, the way that the ferns have been developing. We've got a, a World Cup coming up in this part of the world, uh, not too far away, co-hosted by Australia and New Zealand. Uh, what do you make of the way that the football ferns are uh, are progressing their game under uh, Yitkick and Clover? I think they're doing very well. I mean, it was a good thing to get rid of that clown who was in charge beforehand. Um, so they <laughs> <laughs> and get somebody in that knows what they're doing. Um, no, I, I think Jake is doing a, a great job. She's a, you know, she's a not only is she a fantastic coach, but she's a great manager of players, and she's, um, I think, got a great um, personality to manage the firms. And uh, you know, and I've watched quite a few of the games she's taken over. And I think I think they're um, looking promising for the World Cup. And I think the thing that she's been able to do is start to look at some of the players that are coming through, so some of the younger players that are trying to break into the team. And I think that's really, really important to for the development of the squad and to continue to strengthen the squad. Hey, Tom. It's uh, Izzy here. Great to have you on the show. Um, quickly, just you've coached the United States for a year, and they are... Yeah, you know, the the world champions for a reason. Uh, how do we how do we gain get progress to to maybe potentially be a world leading uh, football football team? I know it's tough because most of our squad are, are situated around the country, around the world, so it's hard to bring the squad together. But how do we make gains to potentially potentially be close to to US? Because let's be honest, they absolutely but, trounced us in that last game. The, the, the US is a difficult benchmark because they've got so many things going for us that, that it's difficult, not just for New Zealand, but for most of the most of the countries in the world. Uh, but I think the key mm. thing that New Zealand has to do is that we, we have to do what is the best way to develop the talent that we've got in the country. So I think it, it's a balance, and it's not just focusing on the, the football firms. I think the key thing mm. um, for New Zealand and Australia is has how they're actually going to develop the younger talent that's in the country and to put good programs in place that are going to produce players. And I think that's the key thing. And I think one of the great steps that, that New Zealand's taken now is having Wellington Phoenix in the W League. That that's a you know, those kind of things. So putting processes in place that are going to produce players. And then at the top end it, it then becomes a lot easier at the top end because there are opportunities to play professionally when you become that senior player. But as I say, I think the key thing now is the development. And that's what we're seeing at the moment, Tom. I mean, you know, the the Football Ferns Development Programme that has been in place for a while was run by Gemma Lewis, who's now coaching that that Phoenix women's team. It it feels like a natural progression for not just her, but for the players as well, going from, you know, the Football Ferns Development into that Phoenix environment, and then that again is a stepping stone to get to Europe or get to the US as club players. Exactly. And, you know, Phoenix won. I was at the Phoenix game last night. They beat Sydney Wanderers 3-2. And and I've watched the Phoenix throughout this season in the W League. And and the development and growth in those players has been incredible. You know, and that's just because they've had an opportunity for the last three or four months to be full-time professional players and to be in a competitive environment. So so those are are some of the blocks that need to be put in place. Underneath that, you need to start to have programs being put in place, and you know Christchurch, uh, uh, Dunedin, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, in the elite development side. So when you talk about you know develop, and as a you know, that's been 
still being a no black <laughs> superstar is that you need those development processes in place to keep producing the young players coming through. So if you could do that, then it's a lot mm. easier when you start to get to the top end. Mm, totally, totally agree. The only question is, well, a lot of this costs a lot of money and, and the funding is a big <laughs> uh, barrier. No. Uh, and I don't know if, if Football uh, New Zealand has a ton of money, but that is no, probably the no. biggest barrier that we have to no. overcome as a football team and nation, isn't it? 100%. Elite development costs money. That, that's a reality. Mm. That's a reality in any sport. Is that elite development is, is, is something where you have to put in resources. Um, and and that, that's a challenge for countries like New Zealand, who are, you know, a, a small country population-wise, who have multiple sports, and um, and and they're kind of spread out. So you've got a whole range of factors that are challenging. And so the key thing for countries like New Zealand are to come up to are coming up with innovative ways that are going to try and mm. bridge that gap. But I think New Zealand do it you know, unbelievably in a lot of sports. I mean, New Zealand punches above its weight in so many sporting areas. It's just incredible. And Tom, we, we do have that World Cup not too far away, and of course we've, um, we have we had that She Believes Cup recently, and it made headlines for uh, a couple of reasons that they probably don't want to remember, particularly <laughs> Michaela Moore with her, with her hat-trick of own goals. I mean, you're, a, you're yeah. an experienced coach that's been there, done that. I mean, how do you handle a player uh, that has been in that position and has had that happen to them? That, that, that's a tough one. I mean, I think... I think eventually you've got to downplay it. You know, I'd, I'd, personally, I'd probably try and downplay it by once once she gets over the disappointment by bringing a little bit of humour in and sort of saying things. It's not often somebody scores three goals against the US team or in a game against the US. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're on the wrong end. But uh, so I think you know, it's one of the things. You're an elite sports person. Things go wrong at times. Taylor's a great competitor. She's a great professional. And and it's some of these things that you just then need to come in and, and overcome, and uh, and and she'll do that, as I say, and and in time it will probably become something that will, um, you know, as I say, when when this, the the hut disappears, it will be something that will probably create a little bit of, a little bit of humour around the squad. Yeah, they maybe maybe presented with the match ball. Maybe do that. Maybe do that. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Be, <laughs> perfect. And the perfect hat trick as well. Exactly, exactly. Hey, Tom Samani, thanks very much for coming on, mate. And I know you're up bright and early in Sydney, so uh, I hope you got a coffee on the brew. I really appreciate your time, mate. Go well, and we'll talk to you again soon, eh? Thanks, Tom. I appreciate the call, and I'm looking forward to the game. Thanks, Izzy. Thanks, Ricardo. Cheers. Yeah, Tom Samani, former football yeah. ferns, Matildas and uh, US national team coach, very experienced coach, and uh, we'll be talking to him again before that World Cup as well. You're on Baz and Izzy for breakfast here on SENZ. It is eight away from nine.